Kyler Murray seems more than poised to take the Arizona Cardinals into their new future. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast. And on YouTube, please go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit the subscribe button. It takes two seconds, man. Turn the notifications on. It takes two seconds, man or lady. Then you'll get all the notifications for when new shows are up. Seems very simple. It is very simple, in fact. So please go do that. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's time. Going to break down the game. Going to break down Kyler Murray's growth and maturity this offseason and through, you know, the first nine weeks. And I'm going to discuss a Joshua Dobbs interview that he did on a podcast that shed light into his last 36 hours as as an Arizona Cardinal. And this is not a shade casting uh, segment. It's it's an exploration through what looked like a dysfunctional situation but i think that i am just predisposed to expecting things to not be handled the right way and i'll explain and then path to victory in the final segment is always on friday as we roll on here into week 10 kyler murray's gonna start on sunday james connor is set to be back on sunday he joins the likes of hollywood brown michael wilson rondell moore trey mcbride Paris Johnson Jr., Jalti Froholt, probably Kelvin Beecham, and an offense that's never been as healthy since, that hasn't been as healthy since, you know, Kyler went down last year. Going up against an opponent, gives a bunch of points. Gives up a bunch of points. On the other side, Cardinals defense, still trying to figure its way through the 2023 season with the talent level that it currently has. And looking at an organization that is set to have the number one overall pick in the 2024 draft if the season ended today. And a couple things. Can we just... We made it through the second half of last season. We made it through the offseason. We made it through the first half of the 2023 season. And Kyler Murray is finally back. The naysayers will finally get proof that they are right or wrong about Kyler Murray. The people who believe Kyler Murray is the quarterback for the future will get proof on whether they're right or wrong about Kyler Murray as the future QB1 of the Arizona Cardinals. I am in the ladder camp. Everydayers know that. This is your first listen. Thank you. Um, Before going into what Kyler Murray said to the media 
for the first time in a while. It was kind of a surprise impromptu. Kyler Murray's going to talk today, um, which I which I liked. I liked how they what they didn't parade it around. It was business as usual. Kyler Murray's the quarterback. He's off pup. He's going to start on Sunday. Here, talk for twenty minutes, and he did. Let's set the stage for what we're about to experience. Not in week ten, only. 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever it is. This is the beginning of the clarity mission. This starts the wheels in motion for what the future of the Arizona Cardinals organization will look like. It's like, well, obviously, Kyler Murray's coming back. We're going to find out. Every single play from now through the end of the week 18 matchup will shape what the future of this organization is going to look like, not just for 2024, but for well beyond that. Per best case scenario. I mean, I put it on Twitter. Like, here's the thing you want the team to win or I do. It's, it's always better. Wins always better than a loss. Even if you're jockeying for position for, you know, the 2024 draft or whatever it may be, you want to see, I, Personally, every day as you can think as you wish. I want to see the Cardinals come out and win eight in a row. Why not? That means they probably wouldn't make the playoffs. They'd probably be drafting 17th, and it'd be terrible for the 2024 draft, except for the fact that they have their quarterback one for the future. Which is massively more important than any draft pick in the first round of any year, especially a 26-year-old quarterback one who's finally outside of the dome that Cliff Kingsbury housed Kyler Murray in and the rest of this team for the last four years, and Steve Kyle. The reason why I kept harping on the term proof of concept, and I did it too, and I, but I, I did preface it early on in the offseason. I'm like, there's going to be some things that I'm going to say so much through so many podcasts, they're going to turn into my cliches. Proof of concept, I think, is the ringleader, is the the patriarch or matriarch, as it were, of my cliches. Because if Drew Petzing could show proof of concept of his offense working at an NFL level, which it did exponentially more effectively and efficiently than anybody could have imagined with Joshua Dobbs, and you elevate the quarterback level from a C-minus quarterback, C, to a B plus, A minus quarterback, the sky's the limit, baby. Now, Kyler Murray's not perfect. Kyler Murray's a different quarterback. Kyler Murray, what I mean, all I thought about through the first nine weeks, well, you know, eight weeks, was man, Kyler Murray looked good in this offense. Man, Kyler Murray would have made that throw. Kyler Murray would have extended that play. Kyler Murray would have gotten out of the pocket quicker so he didn't have to take a sack. Kyler Murray wouldn't have thrown that interception, whatever it was. And now it's time to transition from proof of concept to let's see what we've got here while watching the Arizona Cardinals. So going into Sunday, it's going to be the future in motion. What Kyler Murray spoke, and I, and I want to talk two minutes about this before I, you know, before I discuss the Joshua Dobbs, uh, you know, introspection into his last day and a half as an Arizona Cardinal. 
Kyler Murray has slowly but surely become more and more confident with the media. He was always quiet, kind of reserved, had his video game company, played video game, whatever it was. And he's not the only professional athlete to play video games. Spoiler alert. He went from the Dan Patrick show, which was absurd. It was it was off-putting what is what it was when he didn't say anything going into the draft to his first year kind of played or, you know, showed his personality through his play on the field. And then going into his second year was when he really started to, you know, kind of be comfortable. And you saw it in the play. Cardinals record got better and, and they moved, they moved on from the five and 11 to winning more games in 2020 and then exploding in 2021. But the big jump from whatever it was during the first four years to this offseason couldn't have been more different. Just like the Arizona Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals in name only, Arizona Cardinals 2.0 is here, all the dumb things that I say here cliche-wise. It's the same thing with Kyler Murray. I don't think people – I think people are wildly underestimating the stigma and the dysfunctionality that was tied to Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think people really grasp it. And there's dysfunction everywhere across the NFL, everywhere. But Kyler Murray sitting at the podium, talking for 20 minutes to the media, he is a different person. Social media during the offseason, sometimes it's looked at as, well, why are players, you know, posting everything? It was different. It was calculated. He's doing this the right way in an effort to prove to everybody that he's worth the contract he has, he's worth the next next contract that he wants a couple years down the road, and being the QB1 in the NFL for over a decade to come, hopefully all of which with the Arizona Cardinals. Joshua Dobbs spoke. It was fascinating. I think that it's something that needs to be discussed as we talk about Sunday. Um, yeah, Joshua Dobbs is great. How do you not love Joshua Dobbs? Maybe he'll end up back as a backup for the Cardinals down the road. But he spoke, I reacted quickly because it was a quick reaction to everything that we'd experienced over the last decade in Arizona. Why is it different now? I'll discuss next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, Prize Picks. And scene. Prize picks is awesome. Okay. If you don't know about prize picks, it's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my cheese this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. But with basketball here, the infusion is here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey. At a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made in receptions. Does that make sense? It's badass. Want to play alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from this from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL. For a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. 
Alex Clancy here. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for being here, truly. Thank you for those who interact with me on Twitter. Thank you for those who DM me on Twitter. Thank you for those who comment on YouTube. Um, I really, like, I, I love this. A day doesn't go by where I take this for granted. Um, I had a long journey from nothing in the Phoenix radio market to building up and being on a couple, you know, big radio stations here. And it's not a knock. Like I've been busting my ass here for a long time. And this is the most rewarding position I've ever held in sports media in Phoenix. And you are to thank. So thank you. Joshua Dobbs went on a podcast. And he highlighted the last 36 hours as an Arizona Cardinal. So they finish their game two weeks ago in Baltimore, where they lost by seven. It was close. I mean, it wasn't that close. But, you know, they came back on an onside kick, kicked the field goal. It was closer. Um, Talked with Jonathan Gannon on Monday, saying you're not getting traded. And then got a call from his agent later that night, I believe, saying, hey, you might get traded. Tuesday, trade deadline, You got he got traded. And the, the, so my first inclination was, damn it. Damn it. One of the biggest things that I've discussed this offseason was Jonathan Gannon and Monty Ozzafort stand behind Kyler Murray. They're, they've been unwavering in their support during his rehab, during his ramping up to playing, and now. So when I see what Jonathan Gannon said to Joshua Dobbs and what ended up happening, it's like, oh no, is Jonathan Gannon's word trustable, ironclad? Is he a trustworthy guy or is he politicking like many other head coaches and GMs have in the history of professional sports? And then at a lo- on a local radio station, it was explained that Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osborne watched some tape after he talked to Joshua Dobbs and they decided to move to Clayton Toon and move Joshua Dobbs. So this was a rational, in-depth approach while looking at a quarterback who kept this team competitive out of the woodwork for eight weeks, regardless of win-loss record. If you if you just look at win-loss, you're not enjoying the, the ride here, in my opinion. And the Joshua Dobbs... Roller coaster didn't have a whole lot of dips in it that make your, you know, kneecaps end up in your stomach, like at Six Flags or whatever. It was pretty, that was a terrible analogy. Can we just hold hands across America right now and say what a terrible analogy that was? It was a lot less rocky than we thought. Nailed it. It was a lot more competent than we thought it would be with Joshua Dobbs. Give all the credit to him in the world and proof of concept. Offense worked as well as it could have. Sure, it wasn't perfect. Josh Dobbs threw some of the worst throws I've ever seen in the history of sport. But more than not, he was an asset and not not an asset, which is, that's really good. So the respect that they had for him was also coupled with 
their in-depth analysis on if he was right to move forward with or if they would be better getting a late-round pick for him instead and just starting Clayton Tune for one week knowing Kyler Murray was going to come back. I think it's very rational. The entire process of it. Now, this wasn't Steve Kahn who said one thing and then traded him and said, oh. Like, I was nervous during the interview. I was like, oh, no. Like, there, there was the, the straw that would break, you know, the Cardinals fans back, as it were, when it comes to being, you know, trusting the, the head coach and GM, was if he were to have found out through social media. That would have been the, oh, no, everything has been a lie so far. And it's not, I mean, not really. I mean, not all the way to that side of the, of, of the spectrum, but if a guy like Joshua Dobbs found out that he was getting traded through social media, that would have been an instant red flag, red alert. Oh no, these guys don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying that would happen. And luckily it didn't, but it's like, that's me thinking about what we've had to withstand over the last decade with the front office of the Arizona Cardinals. Jonathan Gannon didn't know he was going to get traded when he said, we're not trading you. Then they did some more research and realized it was the right move. I think that's rational. And I think that's how organizations are supposed to be run. So with that, I just wanted to give Josh Dobbs one more salute. The dude was great. Now it's time for Kyler Murray. What's the path to victory for the Arizona Cardinals as we watch them enter Arizona Cardinals 2.0 officially. What's next for them? I'm really excited to talk about it. Really, I hope I've got enough time. This is going to be good. Uh, Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals 2.0, officially here. Next, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by BetterHelp. So... BetterHelp is incredibly important. BetterHelp is incredibly useful. And BetterHelp helps you break down walls that you didn't ever think that you'd be able to break down. And this time of year can be a lot. You know, it's natural to feel some kind of sadness, anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. And therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. According to our friends at FanDuel, the Arizona Cardinals are one and a half point underdogs at home. Kyler Murray effect. James Conner effect. Let's discuss the path to victory that may be easier with Kyler Murray and James Conner on the field than with Joshua Dobbs and Mario DiMarcado or Clayton Toon and Keontae Ingram. One, win the turnover battle. I'm going to say it every week. 
But now they've got a little flexibility where say Kyler Murray's rusty and he throws a pick or he puts one on the ground. It's his first game action in, you know, in 11 months. But the defense needs to be opportunistic. The pass rush, it needs to start there. See if Dante Stills can continue. See if Garrett Williams can really start to emerge. He's only played three NFL games. Let's see if he can. There's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball for the, for the Falcons. And Bajan Robinson, Tyler Algier in the backfield, Drake London, who's set to play. Aaron, Aaron Freeman said he's healthier than he's been, so he's he's in line to play. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Johnny Smith has been great this year. A career renaissance in uh, in Atlanta. Got to be opportunistic. Taylor Haneke turns the ball over. And that's something the Cardinals are going to have to take advantage of. So winning the turnover battle one. Uh, running the ball effectively. Like, if you look at it this way, and, and regardless of what Arthur Smith says about Bijan Robinson, he's getting very he's getting very few touches in the red zone inside the 10-yard line. Um, this could be a perfect situation for Arthur Smith to be like, all right, here you go. 25, 27 touches for Bijan Robinson. Um, the Cardinals need to outrush the Atlanta Falcons. Production, and, and I'll couple in, you know, pass catching out of the backfield. Running back slash Kyler Murray production needs to outweigh the Atlanta Falcons rush attack. Because there's a couple different byproducts of that. One, eat clock, time of possession. Two, you're able to control the game if you can run the ball. And then three, most importantly for the Cardinals specifically in Drew Petzing's offense, it sets up the play action. They've got a lot of fast wide receivers. They got Trey McBride in the middle to keep defenses guessing. And they got Michael Wilson on the outside. We're really going to start to see. Now, disclaimer, this isn't, and I can't wait. I can't wait for Twitter. Oh, I told you Kyler Murray sucks. He gets a free pass for Sunday. And this isn't, oh, you give Kyler Murray all the excuses. He gets all, he played in 11 months. This is the one that he gets, okay? And he may not need it. But he gets a pass. Come on. Come on. Come on. Three's enough. And those two are most important. Okay, win the turnover battle. Rushing attack needs to outlast and outweigh Atlantis because I have a sneaking suspicion Bijan Robinson is going to be highlighted immensely, incredibly potently on Sunday as like an amends after taking him top 10. He's kind of been an afterthought over the last couple of weeks. And then number three, this is the more high level uh, nuance and wrinkle to this and not only for Sunday, but for the rest of the season, if the Cardinals want to remain competitive and they want to put up a lot of points because they're going to have to, to outweigh, you know, the, the struggles of the defense, the most important relationship on the offensive side of the ball is Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown's audition for his next contract starts Sunday. And just like with Kyler Murray, win-loss doesn't matter. Win-loss doesn't matter. Now, if it's a close game and there's a winning play that, you know, Kyler Murray throws a, a deep ball on second and eight after, you know, establishing the run and, and Hollywood Brown burns the corner and takes and houses one for 70 yards, yeah, to win the game, yeah, that, that matters. But devoid of connection with the win-loss, Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown's relationship 
is going to be massive, not only for proof of concept for the future, but also for Hollywood Brown's contract and the usability of Hollywood Brown in Drew Petzing's offense. The interesting part about Drew Petzing's offense is you don't really need a bona fide wide receiver one. Like Amari Cooper is a perfect example. He's not a top 10 receiver in this league. Top, you know, he's top 15. Top 15, he's one of the more consistent when he's healthy. Like, this isn't a knock on Amari Cooper whatsoever. He's been fantastic. But he's not a blue chipper. He's not a top top. But he's perfect for an offense like this. That's what the Cardinals need. Like, okay, and say they draft three or say they draft five. And they want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. He's there. Okay, we can have the conversation then. But I don't think Drew Petzing's offense needs a wide receiver one. You need a lot of B wide receivers and a really good tight end or two and a good running back. So we'll see. Hollywood Brown's going to want 20 mil, 18 to 20, something like that. They could franchise tag him after this year. Nobody wants that. Um, unless you franchise tag him to work out a deal before, you know, before the deadlines. But that's the biggest relationship for the Cardinals for now for the end of the year. Sure, offensive line matters. Absolutely. It's not going to look like this next year. Maybe Jalti Froholt has played his way into a three-year deal. He's played fine. He's played great. Will Hernandez has played well. He's hurt. Uh, Perishanta Jr. has played great. But it's not like we know they didn't do much to the offensive line aside for drafting Perishanta Jr., which was huge, obviously. But this is going to look vastly different. It looks like DJ Humphreys is on his way to not being back next year unless in a, a lesser role, maybe in a different position or in a backup role. I'd love to keep him with the organization. We got plenty of time to talk about that. But like Hollywood Brown and or Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown, that's it. Yeah, the, the relationship with Michael Wilson, sure. Rondo Moore, sure, because Rondo Moore is going to need to keep his job. But Hollywood Brown is a wide receiver too. He's one of the best wide receiver twos in the league. Or he's one of the bottom third of wide receiver ones, whatever it is in that, in that, in that little space. And that may be good enough. You want to add a veteran uh, this offseason or something like that. We're going to find out starting on Sunday. And that's going to be the most fun part of this because for, you know, watching football, there's going to be some electric plays. Let's go back to the first six weeks of last season. Hollywood Brown was a pro bowler, like bona fide fringe, all pro like 600 yards, a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of targets, a bunch of receptions. Didn't matter. Everybody knew the ball was going to him. He got open. The Cardinals haven't really ever had that. Like with Fitz, they did, but they were so bad for so long that it didn't matter. And then in 2015, like that offense was weird. It was a lot of David Johnson, a lot of, you know, John Brown and JJ Nelson and Britton Golden, and, you know, uh, you know, it, it was Larry Fitzgerald, but he, he was a slot receiver at that point. So the bunch of receptions that he had, they weren't screaming down the field like they used to. So with Hollywood Brown, like, I'm just fascinated. Like, this is, this is it. This is it. We've been waiting for it. Let's see. And, you know, going into Sunday, I'm not going to give a prediction. I think this is just, this is going to be fun. I don't like even project. It's not because I don't think that I'm wrong. I just think it's dumb sometimes. It's like, oh, 27, 23. Let's see if I'm right. Who cares? Just, let, just Let's just go enjoy the game. This is something that I would like you to take with you as we ride off into the weekend sunset here. God, I've said some dumb stuff today. <laughs> um, 
regardless of the results of any situation for the remainder of the season, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray, offensive line, James Conner, Trey McBride, the defense, Marco Wilson, Zayvon Collins, it doesn't matter. The Cardinals are in a position to be able to pivot from it and not lose momentum while doing it. And that is incredibly powerful. They've got draft capital. They've got cap space. Regardless of what happens for the rest of the season, the Arizona Cardinals will be able to adapt in a rational, functional, and positive way without losing every ounce of momentum. Yeah, sure. If Kyler Murray's great, Hollywood Brown's great, it's easier. Of course it is. But say Kyler Murray doesn't work out. Some team will trade two first-round picks. Cardinals will get two first-round picks. They move off Hollywood Brown. You draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You have three first-round picks this year, and you start over. Ideal? No, because then you're starting from scratch, but in a, in a rational and functional way. And the flip side is you have Kyler Murray, your quarterback one for the next 10 years. You have Hollywood Brown with a contract extension. It's not a win-win scenario. It's a you can adapt without taking step backward scenario. And that is wildly fascinating. And it's wild to wrap your head around the fact that that took one offseason to do without Steve Kyle. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.